As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Do me a favor, don't do me no favors. Don't talk to me until I have my morning coffee. Don't talk to me until I have my morning coffee. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, March 14th. Happy Pie Day, everyone. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Delicious. Mm, thinking about a rhubarb right now. <laughs> oh, nice. We got our top shot hot boy, ripping them lips, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And finally, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Hey, TK, is, is, your mic, is. Uh, is your mic correct? Can I just fact check it? What's going on? Yeah. I think uh, you had to turn it completely <laughs> around. Or, I don't know. Okay, so what do you think? I See, I can't hear yeah, you right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. So you think I should have the yes. cord towards me, <laughs> yeah, like everybody go. else? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but see, look at the top of the top of mine now has this little sure thing with the pluggity plug. <laughs> okay, put it back. To, yeah. Put it back. All right, so we're back to this. Yeah, we can hear you now. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. It's but the it's same back. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Email in your NBA questions. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> to no dunks at theathletic.com. I can't tell if you're doing a bit. Yeah, I don't think he is doing no, a bit. No, yeah. no, no, no. This is no bit. Wow. This, this bit is called daylight savings time. I was looking at this so much. I was like, these guys have the athletic A. Easy to figure out how it goes. Mine, I was just staring at sure upside down the whole time. Like, there's no way to get this facing the correct way. Well, your your AO had no bass in my ears. I'm like, okay, that's wrong. Yeah, oh, that's uh, anyway. just my voice, bro. That's just my uh, my very high, very nasally voice. <laughs> we got it all going now. Uh, grab good. yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. One dollar a month for six months. That's a that sweet deal, right? That's like basically giving it away. Uh, that, yeah, that's right. I'm almost concerned. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a great deal. Dollar a month for six months. Go to theathletic.com slash no dogs. And uh, before we get into it, how'd yeah. Pop and Pax go with oh. Ariel Helwani on Friday? Great stuff. Yeah? We'd probably still be here if we weren't in JD's house uh, for the weekend. <laughs> I think JD was like, oh, guys, three packs, wrap it up, get out of here. Yeah. But Ariel's great. It, it's funny when you get a guest on who actually like knows more than you do about your topic. And you're like, oh my God, he's going to fact check me here. Yeah. So, uh, I think he likes Pop and Pax oh. even more than you do, which is crazy. That's the crazy thing. You know, I'm like, <laughs> Ariel's a busy man. There's a big fight this weekend. He's probably got stuff to do. I'm like, sorry, I'll have taken plenty of time. He's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm taking your time. I'm like, all right, let's go. Keep on going then. What was uh, the best pull, card-wise? Uh, Lafonso Ellis, because <laughs> he uh, he re- he met him at ESPN doing some college stuff, okay. and uh, took a slash next to him too, a bit like you and the David Stern story there. So, uh, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very so cool. Good. I I did see. I didn't see the whole thing or listen to the whole thing. You can go watch that, of course, on our YouTube feed or listen to the podcast. Friday, you did it mm-hmm. with Ariel. Um, the part I was watching. Thank God JD was here. I saw you get a checklist card and just try to move right on. And oh, sorry, Ariel, we got checklist cards. Go to the next yeah, one. And yeah. JD, thank you, stepping up, right? saying, "Come on, you know the rules. Rip it up and eat it." I couldn't yeah. believe what I was seeing. It's like, crazy. He was just basically almost like taking the card and almost sat on it, like as if we wouldn't notice. I, look, I thought JD's asleep up there. He doesn't care. About <laughs> it's Friday. He wants to get out of here. But no, JD's like, hey. He's fact-checking me on Chris Gatling's as well. Like, yep, uh, that's good. the way it goes, yeah. Okay, we'll go check that out. Poppin' Pack's uh, a great guest there with Ariel Helwani. Um, winners and losers of the NBA weekend. But before we get to those, we had a wedgie Friday night. And it was the Knicks and Grizzlies. And the Memphis broadcast really brought it for this one. Let's have a listen. They go lacking. And quickly thought about the three. Fournier. We have a wedgie. Real wedgie too. Yeah. That, was, that was a solid wedgie. I mean, that was. I mean, as soon as it went in, it makes that thud noise in there. You know it's not coming out easy. You see it, Fournier, fantastic shooter, just not on that. <laughs> Might be wedgie of the year. Whoa, oh, easy. Uh, wow, easy. It's a nice wedgie. It's a solid, deep wedgie. Wedgie of the year. It's not even close, but it's great. But Pete Pranik obviously yep. loves his wedgies and. Maybe it was all the smiles around the wedgie yeah. that influenced Pete Pranica yeah, yeah. because uh, some great photos from yeah. a fan of the show, DC Snapper, who was there courtside. And you can see, look at the referee. Look at the <laughs> smile on that referee. Obi Toppin was love it. DeAnthony Melton was love it. Yeah, a couple people in the crowd. Yeah. Very, very ecstatic. But Stephen Adams person. as well jumps up, tries to dislodge it, unable to. Yeah. I think that carries a lot of weight. A big burly guy like Stephen Adams tips it. He's like, oh, I can't do that. There's no point in trying again. Yeah. That's what they're saying. A yeah. deep wedgie. It, it was, was really nice. stuck. Look, it looks kind of warped in there. It was so deep. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Up to 31 on the season as we tick, tick, tick our way, hopefully, to uh, another 50 wedgie season. Okay, winners of the NBA weekend. We got everybody's <laughs> mic working now. We've got the wedgie in. We talked about <laughs> popping packs. Lee, let's go to you first. Who's your big... Uh, weekend winner. And I feel like there's a million to pick yeah. from, so I'm excited to see where you go. I love it when you get a good Sunday afternoon winner because it's fresh, it's new. You don't want a Friday night winner because it's like you have to sort of go back <laughs> in time. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, as I put in the dock as well this morning, <laughs> hit a huge game winner for the Dallas Mavericks in Boston yesterday against the hottest team. So you purposely spelled his name wrong. Purposely, yeah. You've got to try to bring some humor and some warmth <laughs> to the dock on a Monday morning. And uh, and he did. Like Spencer Dinwiddie yeah. in this game didn't shoot all that well, but at the right time hit some big shots. The last four made baskets for the Mavericks were an and one from Dinwiddie, a Dorian Finney-Smith three, a Luca 
gorgeous step back three yep. and then the dim witty one to finish it off in what was a very tight game very close game could have gone either way there and just before that play Luka Doncic drove inside they were driving inside a lot against the Celtics trying to sort of you know get inside and then kick it out tried to pass to Jalen Brunson Brunson was not really where he's supposed to be according to Doncic Doncic kind of got upset with him there I think it was maybe bad pass maybe Brunson was slightly it's opposition. always the passers uh, that's right. fault <laughs> that's rest right rest in peace coach Nye he's right on that but always the point being Bill the point being that Doncic <laughs> still showed faith and trust in his teammates on that next possession there by yeah. kicking it out to Spencer Dinwiddie who stepped in and knocked down the three and they had the big like jump celebration there together this was a huge win Doncic got uh, picked up an injury early on came back uh, and the Mavericks again going up in Boston where the Celtics are just red hot right now they weren't yesterday uh, Dallas gets a huge huge win now I really want to more focus just again on, on Dinwiddie this is not no longer just a, like a, a honeymoon period they're 9-2 and two in the games that he's played yeah. with, uh, with the a great trade. Mavericks. A huge yeah. trade. He's their second leading scorer in the games he's played there at 17 a game. But the fact that Luca has somebody he feels can create, mm-hmm. can shoot, he can trust by throwing the ball to him, and Dinwiddie has that sort of confidence in himself like, I, I can't just be a shooter. He goes inside. He tries to score. He plays defense on this team. So this is turning out to be just one of those, honestly, like, not a, not a blessing in disguise, but because I wanted to get rid of Porzingis, but it's like they didn't expect, I don't think, this sort of production from Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, they're not a huge team, the Mavericks. I mean, you know, Boban doesn't really count. This has got a bit of a feel to me that almost a bit like the Rockets when they went small and they said, let's just see if we can just like spread the floor mm-hmm. and beat teams with our skills rather than sort of having a height advantage or anything like that. And uh, yeah, huge win there yesterday. Really impressive stuff. This has just been uh, incredible for Dinwiddie and the Mavs. And that idea of going small could come into play if we get into a playoff series you know if it's stuck like this four or five jazz mavericks utah does have home court advantage though they're tied in the win column uh utah's played one less game i forget what the tiebreaker is between these two teams i think it could get really funny i brought up uh last week it could get funky when it comes to these teams go deep in the tiebreaker yeah that's right that's right but um you know like leah's saying them really leaning into playing small ball you try and play Rudy Gobert off the floor is a possibility. We've seen it in one of their games already. Sure, but Luca's going to love going at Rudy Gobert. Yeah. They, they absolutely love that matchup. This Spencer Dinwiddie move, it's, uh, I think, the biggest swing of opinion from the moment the trade happened, Kristaps Porzingis for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Mavs fans were disgusted. We're getting Spencer Dinwiddie back and Davis Bertans back has now swung the other way. I mean, initially, everybody, the Mavs fans, even couldn't see the, the light of day here, but Spencer Dinwiddie has, it seems like he can't miss a shot when it comes down to clutch time, and Schumann pointed this out. His last full season with Brooklyn, 2 of 24 on clutch threes. This season, he's 8 for 16, shooting 50% <laughs> when the ball's wow. in his hands. I mean, he's just, I think he's just excited uh, to be out of Washington, and uh, he <laughs> looks like, yeah, number one, the best player in this trade, even though Kristaps Porzingis was the all-star being dealt. But yeah, the, the cloud lifted and, and they can, yeah, they can surround Luca with uh, a bunch of guys who are ready to score, including Dorian Finney-Smith, who is so, so, so good uh, around Luka Doncic. And this, you're right, another entertaining game here. Uh, doubleheader action on these uh, marquee games on national television on ABC. Um, both of them yesterday. I know we'll probably slip in a little Durant talk there going for 53, but we had the one on Saturday night too. They, they're just knocking it out of the park, these schedule makers right now. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, ninety-five, ninety-two. I thought this one was pretty ugly for a well, long it's time. A, yeah, it's like a nineteen to nineteen too. fourth quarter or something insane. Yeah, yeah well. exactly right. But I'm kind of surprised you went with Dinwinnie instead of Winwitty mm. or Dorian Winnie Smith. <laughs> it works for a lot of them, even Jalen Wunson. <laughs> but it's worked out for the Mavericks. I saw over the weekend they've started calling this the Dinwiddie trade now. It was the Porzingis yeah. trade when it happened, just like the Porzingis trade was the Porzingis trade until it began the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. And speaking of Tim Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. it's nice to have Spencer Dinwiddie playing this well, shooting the ball from three, because that's something that THJ gave them. He's been out for a while at this point, so they need some more shooting out there. And now they've got a bunch of reliable options alongside Doncic, people that can attack. Uh, once the defense has been bent, because Doncic will get off the ball, he'll dish it away, and that gives Dinwiddie a chance uh, to make a play at the rim or maybe make a half-court shot or maybe make a game-winning three, whatever it shall be. Maxi Kleba, funny game last night, zero points, 13 rebounds, and got dunked on. But mm. I don't mind it because he was right there. So Kleba's good. Yeah, well, that, that was, was a, that was a monster dunk. That's like uh, that's dunk of the Jaylen year Brown. stuff from Jalen Brown. It was angry. Yeah. For sure. KG there too yeah. takes it to yeah. another yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was like a couple of hilarious uh, Kevin Garnett moments. I thought in this one, being there to like you know dap up Jalen Brown after the dunk was good, and there was a pigeon at some point in the second yeah. half on that side of the court, and everybody's like, Yeah, that's KG, right. Yeah. You gotta get it, man. <laughs> you gotta get it. <laughs> he didn't yeah. get it. Even the mop is kind of like am I <laughs> supposed on, to hand it to him? I'm not sure I, I will say about the watchability you mentioned the ABC games scheduled everything feeling good the Luca show kind of gets a little bit dry at times for me it is a bit Harden-esque yep. just, just watching him operate we know what's going to happen four guys just hanging around I, my, my alone in that where it's just like uh, I, I just want a little bit more variety in my variety. offense. I mean, it doesn't. Have, I know he is extremely ridiculously skilled, and the the Harden comparisons kind of goes out the window in the playoffs when and Luca's going to step back and hit some mean shots and hit a game winner or two. But sometimes it's just a little. What do you think? Uh, I'm not. I mean, yesterday the I thought heliocentric was, offense. I thought it was beautiful yesterday because he hit the big three, and then he still was happy to pass and look for his teammates. Yeah. Like he's showing trust in them. He's not like I don't believe any of you guys can do anything um he, he's he's got that slow-mo way though which still to me is is hard how defenders can't get up in his face a little bit more because the three hit um who was it over i can't quite remember who was over it was like i think it was robert williams, williams yeah, yeah it was robert williams. and i'm like you know this is coming here and he sort of just lethargically gets into it but he can still knock it in i mean well he was even slower than normal arguably on sunday because <laughs> yeah. he picked up the little injury yeah. there so yeah. he's moving at even a lower slower yeah. speed um I mean, the the part that I that does frustrate him is is the constant like that's a fair you know like, like the yeah. complaining yeah. He, he's got to get that out of his arsenal there. But um, I mean, I thought yesterday was a great end. It was a great end to a really good game. Yeah. So I mean that that's what I mean with all these games. They're coming yeah. down to the final couple minutes. We're not we're sort of lacking a lot of blowouts here. And yeah. and again, I remember those Sunday games uh, last couple of seasons were like it was over in the second quarter. So at least they're coming down to the wire. All right, let's. I keep would also pl- real oh. quick uh, yeah. give a winner of the weekend to high fives. That was a crazy review. The high five rule. Oh, no, yeah. It was like, hey, review it, man. I yeah. get hit on the hand all the time, and they yeah. always tell me that's not a foul, so it can't be a foul here. He was right. And, yeah. and what do you think about that? Mm. You know, that that type of call yeah. where yeah. it's like contact is contact is made, yeah. but it's after the ball is left. Uh, in this case, what Marcus Smart's hand? Yeah, yeah. 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 high fiving the shot hand. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. What do you think? If they are consistent with that, I'm fine with it because you hear hand is part of the ball, but only when the ball is still in your hand. 
the ball was out of his hand. Yeah. So you can see, I, did, I was surprised they overturned that, to be honest. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. they're not going to overturn that. And when the ref came and said it, he just said, the challenge is successful. Yeah, he was, yeah, he he was dipped like, right uh, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I don't really know what to say here. <laughs> in Boston, and when there's contact, it almost never gets overturned. Uh-huh. So I was a bit surprised, but I like it if that's what they're going to go with from now on and say, hand, a high right. five is not a foul once the ball's left the hand. <laughs> what do you What do you think? Yeah, I just think, yeah, I just, uh, my question is, does it affect the outcome of the shot? And I guess it doesn't. I guess the ball is going to go where it's going to go, regardless if you high five a guy when the ball is gone. <laughs> I mean, it's still part of the follow through. I mean, it was a snap of the wrist and uh, like a real high five, like hand to hand. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's so fine. funny because if I were, if you were to take a jump shot, Lee, yeah. And I then, like, you let go of the ball and my follow-through smacks you in the face. Yeah. If I hit you any, probably anywhere else, especially in the face, that's going to be a foul. Even if you let go of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they're saying the hand, the whole part of the ball, all this stuff. I also think Smart was trying to embellish it. He's kicking, he's flailing a little bit, even maybe with the arm, and I think that maybe came into play with their decision to overturn it, yeah. possibly. I mean, Smart, you would have to imagine, isn't going to get the benefit of the doubt a lot of yeah. the time in that kind of a situation, but... You got to give the NBA props. It's yeah. literally in the rule book yeah. with quotation marks around high five. To me, you should have to make palm to palm contact <laughs> for it to truly be a high five. But I guess any sort of <laughs> handwork works. Well, you've seen Lee do some yeah. high yeah. fives. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. well, yeah. I've seen even you guys do some high fives before. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right, let's keep it going here. Tass, who do you have for an NBA winner of the weekend? Well, the Timberwolves taking that uh, ugly Florida trip. Nobody likes playing in Orlando and Miami back to back. NBA teams always say this is a rough one, and they lost the first game against the Orlando Magic on Friday. Then they got into a film session on Saturday, and head coach Chris Finch just gave it to his team. Apparently, Carl Anthony Towns said, I mean, people yelling at each other, respectful yelling, but everybody was extremely <laughs> mad at each other, and this Timberwolves <laughs> team responded well, mm-hmm. which uh, is an un-Timberwolves thing to do, because on Saturday night, the game didn't start well against the Miami Heat coming out of that film session. They also didn't have their two spark plugs in Patrick Beverly and Jared V8 Vanderbilt in their starting lineup. Uh, so Carl Anthony Towns, you expect a lot on his shoulders. Well, he picked up his third foul not even midway through the first quarter. So he only played 25 minutes. You'd expect this game to be a huge L for the Timberwolves, but they scrapped. They were down 17 in the first half, down double digits at the break. But they held the Heat to only 37 points in the second half by forcing 12 turnovers. Uh, They won a game where they didn't have everything going, and that's just a sign of a good basketball team, which is, uh, again, a little bit shocking. They didn't really have a high score. Towns didn't score a lot. D'Angelo Russell didn't have a good game. He was 3 of 13. Highest scoring player was Jalen Noel with 16. Uh, you may not know, know Jalen Noel, and I, I, that's understandable. They, uh, they, but this team is just deep now with eight guys scoring in double digits. And uh, an, another sign that this team is uh, coming along, Malik Beasley hit uh, a game ceiling three with under 50 seconds left. A guy who was pissed off, as Chris Finch said, to start the season that he wasn't starting. He was coming off the bench. Uh, but He's sort of happy in his role. Everybody happy in their role. So they came out and beat a really great Miami Heat team. Jimmy Butler or not, this is a team, a game that they should have lost. But the Timberwolves looking like a respectable bunch all of a sudden. So this is a team that's headed, you know, to uh, to April and will be a, a good challenge for whoever they play in the play-in or the play-out or whatever the hell you call the playoffs. But wherever they finish, they're going to be a tough out. No, what do you think of that? I, uh, on Saturday morning, nearly rage filled out the dock saying, losers, wolves, they're going to blow it. 
because I was like, of that life, because I was like, you could have gotten a split in Florida and that would have been fine. Well, this is the douchebag split. You lose the easy one. <laughs> right. And then on a back-to-back, no Jimmy Butler, fine, yeah. but doesn't really matter. It's like you go in there and you beat a team, as Tass mentioned there with all those points, they're down 17. They didn't actually shoot all that well here, the Timberwolves, like 42% from the field. It's not like, and, and you know, Noel coming off the bench for 16 points to lead the team in scoring. That's incredible stuff here. So the Timberwolves, it is a sign of a good team that they responded to a game where they probably did take their foot off the gas a bit against Orlando. They said, all right, we got the W here, then we're going down to Miami, have a nice day down there in South Beach. So they get away with it. They get the split. They're just yeah. the reverse sort of split. And uh, you wouldn't have picked it to go that way. So really good stuff there from Minnesota. Nearly 10 games over 500 here. This is, uh, is going to be a very impressive season, just the fact that they have actually taken a step forward, I think. In years gone by, we've sort of thought... Where is it going to come from? It's starting to come from that team where the big, you know, their big three, Towns, uh, Edwards, and Russell, starting to give you something to believe in that this could be a team with some future. Anything to add to uh, to the Wolves being a winner? Not really, but I see that the Wolves had 43 points off their bench and the Heat had 60. Yeah. yeah, what's Tyler going on here? On. I know yeah. it's a weird box score. It's this very one. weird to look at. <laughs> 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 but the Wolves got done, and like you said, it's probably not the one they thought they would maybe no. take uh, in Florida. But it doesn't matter. And uh, with what happened with some of the other teams they're chasing in the Western Conference standings, it was a really good weekend uh, for them. Trey, who do you have? I got the Hawks as a winner this weekend. Perfect weekend for them. They were coming off consecutive losses, got two much-needed Ws this weekend. They beat the Clippers on Friday. Trey Young had 27 points and 11 assists. couple big and ones by Anyeka Okongwu in the fourth quarter of this one. And really, the Hawks just out-physicaled a smaller Clippers team. Six offensive rebounds for Okongwu, five for Capella. Showed some poise down the screen stretch, winning a game where they shot just 9 of 31 from 3. That's pretty impressive. Followed that up with another W yesterday. Hawks beat the Pacers thanks to 47 points, 5 assists from Trey Young. Scored 33 in the first half, a career high for a half for Trey Young. 41 through 3 quarters, and then the Pacers pulled out a box and one, and the Hawks freaked out a little bit. Mm. Trey just scored a single basket in the fourth quarter. The, uh, the Pacers eventually cut the lead to 2 points. They had the ball but the Hawks played enough defense. Trey hit some free throws to hang on for the dub. Nervous times there at the end, but 17 threes, seven players in double digits. That's quality stuff from Atlanta. That's good for them. Two wins, and the Hornets only played once this weekend, so the Hawks are now up to ninth in yeah. the Eastern Conference. That's great. Even better, Wizards lost to the Lakers and Blazers this weekend, so the Hawks are three and a half games up on 11th place Washington with 15 games left to play. Feels like they may have solidified at least the play-in spot mm. over the weekend. You would have to imagine just because it seems unlikely the Wizards will put together yeah. a real string here. So good on the Hawks. Uh, one of those wins they should have got. Should have beat the Pacers. Clippers kind of a toss-up. So shout out to them winning that and really solidifying things, I think, here uh, coming down to the playoff time. Mm. Yep, your MVP pick at the start yeah. of the season. What about this guy? Here he is. <laughs> I tell you, he has those games where I'm like, it wasn't a completely outrageous pick. No, I know. But... <laughs> You know, he's obviously not going to finish anywhere near it this year. But I, I do believe that he has that ability, like we saw in the playoffs last year, to really take control of games and, and win them for his team. Uh, but really, the question now for the Hawks is, Trey mentioned there, you know, the play-in. They're, they're a virtual lock for that, but they simply can't get high enough to get into the top six. So yep. the best-case scenario for the Hawks, assuming that the play-in teams are as they are right now, they face Charlotte, I think they can beat them, and then they... They basically have to hope Brooklyn beat the Raptors. And even though Atlanta would have to go to uh, Toronto to win, you would take that over having to 
beat Brooklyn in mm. Brooklyn with the way Kevin Durant's playing right now. They're so. going to need to pray for two 45-point games from Trey Young yes. in the play-in games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just And he can do it. I yeah. mean, like you said, we've seen him have special uh, games already in his, yeah. in his early career in the but playoffs. But it, it is tough to yeah. see them beating both Brooklyn and Toronto to get into the playoffs. So uh, maybe they can do it, but it's, it's tough to see that this won't be a, a pretty disappointing overall season for the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks, uh, yeah, they almost gave that game away to the Indiana Pacers. They're up 15 in the fourth quarter against a team that's only dressing eight guys, and a lot of those guys are seem like they're NBA simulated names that you just don't know, uh, even as us NBA geeks. Terry Taylor, Isaiah Jackson, Dwayne Washington uh, suited up yesterday, along with Jalen Smith. I mean, Jalen Smith's a high pick, but could be a simulated name as well. <laughs> so a lot of guys yeah. uh, in there, and yeah, they scored – so well against this Hawks team. They shot 52% and, and 43% from three-point land. This Hawks team, man, I don't know. I don't know. I had faith. But, uh, yeah, they seem to get up for the good team. So mm-hmm. maybe if the Brooklyn Nets come out of the tunnel on the other side, maybe they will have a, a great effort in a play-in tournament game. But, yeah, to see them win two in a row is a little bit tough at this point. Well, I got lots of winners of the NBA weekend. I feel like you guys left me the juicy ones. Right. Let's start with the Raptors. Mm. What you, a you got to include them here. This is not the Homer card. So yeah, no, nah, I won't play it because it was pretty good. Back-to-back wins <laughs> on the road <laughs> in good, Phoenix. Though. Obviously an elite team. And then the Denver Nuggets. Um, and that, that Nuggets win. I mean, both wins were pretty impressive. But that Nuggets one was really special in the back-to-back situation. Uh, no Van Vliet in that one. Obviously no OG still. They finished with 55 rebounds, 23 offensive boards. Uh, versus Denver. So they have 30 second chance points. That's going to help your uh, chances to win a game there. And over the weekend, Siakam, he's playing incredible basketball. I know it's probably going under the radar a little bit here, uh, at least in the States. But over the weekend, he averaged basically 38.5 and and 6, playing close to 40 minutes per game, shooting nearly 50% from the floor, 44% from three. He's sort of been doing this for like the last month. Uh, it's just playing, you know, at an elite level. He's playing at the level that we've seen from Siakam years past. He's back to that, if not better. And then Scotty Barnes, this rook over the last two games over the weekend, 20 points per game, seven boards, five and a half assists, three and a half steals, one and a half blocks. Scotty! Doing it all. And the Nuggets game was crazy. They had no traditional point guard because there's no Fred Fleet. There's no Malachi Flynn. So it's Siakam and Barnes as their point guards, you know, de facto point guards, 17 assists, two turnovers from those guys, you know, mm. operating everything through them. And just Nick Nurse, too, man. This guy is, he's a freak. Yeah. He likes to get kinky with his lineups, man. <laughs> like, he tried, this one was wild. This is one of the funkier lineups we've even seen from Nick Nurse. Again, against Denver. Jokic went out, you know, he sits, like, uh, from the end of the third quarter, sort of the start of the fourth, they're trying to get him some rest. And it was big, because the Raptors went on a 23-16 to run when he was out of the game, or outscored him when he was out of the game. And this was the lineup Nurse played. Thad Young, Kem Birch, Delano Banton, Scotty Barnes, and Chris Boucher. <laughs> that is crazy, and they played incredibly. They went on an 18-8 to run to start that fourth quarter, and then they held on to win. Like, there is not a lot of shooting in that lineup. There's obviously some funky size, but it's... It wor- he just tries things. He literally will be like, hey, they're playing well. Let's- they played well for two or three minutes. Let's give them another five. Let's see what happens. It's nuts. And the way they shut down Jokic in that fourth quarter. They didn't have a point in the fourth quarter without a seven-footer guarding him. Right. Uh, our-, our friend William Liu doing a great job of some video review, uh, some-, some film review of 
Most of it's Scotty Barnes to start the quarter, fronting him, not allowing him to get the ball, frustrating Jokic. Jokic plowed into him at one point because they weren't letting him get the ball, so he just came down court and just gave a full two-hand push to Scotty Barnes' chest because Barnes was pissing him off. <laughs> they went on a 17-3 run there with the Nuggets trying to get Jokic the ball over and over and over again, and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raps did a great job, great defense. That's how you scramble without a seven-footer. Uh, they, they're fronting him getting behind him zero points in the fourth quarter uh marvelous marvelous stuff we're raptors team because like last monday we were giving them loser of the weekend mm. because they had lost to like well the pistons as they always do doing casey i think they had a magic loss in there too but then come back here and get these two wins over the suns and the nuggets playing like we expect the raptors to play that's where we were getting really upset with them in those losses to those bad teams like Where's the hustle? Where, yeah. where is the you know? Where is the second chance points? Where are you the creating of the turnovers and stuff like that? That's how they get a well of these wins. Uh, so you know they bounce back here. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to go a little bit more on Scotty Barnes because I thought he's been incredible since the All Star game. So the MVP race mm-hmm. is not over. We all agree yet. Yeah, it's still up for grabs. Is the same true with the Rookie of the Year race with Cade? Barnes and then Mobley still? I think so. I sort of do too. I, I, I mean, the way he has been in the 10 games, he's 19 points on 57% shooting and eight rebounds a game and the defense. And the Raptors are winning. So he's standing out so much. I know Pascal has been great, but Scotty's probably been, because Fred's been in and out of the lineup a little bit, he's probably been their second best player over the last month or so. So I think yeah. he can. I think he can. It, it obviously depends a lot on, you know, can they keep it up? Will they Will they lose those games to the Magic and, you know, the Pacers or someone like that? But when you do this against two really good teams, that's one of the toughest little back-to-backs there, Denver and Phoenix, yeah. in the NBA. And he did it, and he really stood up as a rookie. I think he's just been incredible. And the Raptors fans on Twitter are going crazy, of course. If he doesn't win, it's disrespect. No one outside <laughs> of the Canada, the, the national media doesn't recognize our guys. But... Uh, He's been – what an incredible draft pick this was by Masai Jira. He's turned out so well. Yeah. A lot of tweets this weekend. Have you heard or talked about the name Jalen Suggs in the last four months? Because that's who they passed up on to get Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes has yeah, been phenomenal. I will say I think Mobley has to fall off for him to lose the rookie of the year. And I think he hasn't at all. Even though the Cavs have fallen off, and so no one's really talking about Evan Mobley, He's been great over his last four. He's nineteen and a half and twelve, uh, so he's mm-hmm. keeping it up. He's he's playing well as as great as Scotty Barnes and Kate Cunningham have been. They're taking the headlines, I think. But to me, Evan Mobley's still the ROI. I, I think he's the odds-on favorite to still win it too. Mobley is, you know, in terms of uh, the betting odds. But I I don't think it's a done deal with still. What do we have? We got a month to go. Fifteen games. Yeah, and, and again, I, I you know, Kate or Scotty could. Uh, steal it, I guess, from Mobley at this point because he played so well at the start of the season. Uh, I think it's possible. Cade's been awesome since the yeah. All-Star break, just like Scotty has. It seems like a race for number two uh, to me between Barnes and Cunningham because I'm with Tass. I think Mobley's still going to win it just because, you know, for the first two-thirds of the season, he really established himself as the guy, and the Cavs are still okay, you know, and like Tass said, he's playing well right now. Cade has been masterful, but yeah, Scotty Barnes is really good. He should finish second because he's got the entire season-long success uh, just like Mobley does, but uh, going to be fun to watch. That is a weird Raptors team. Yeah. <laughs> they might not be in the plan. There's a yeah. chance. There's a chance they're in the regular playoffs here. Yeah, they got they a could. real good yeah. chance. What? Yeah. The Raptors are saying, yeah, yeah. really like a game totally. behind Cleveland. One game behind. They got Crazy. a game against each other, too. Um. Alright, another winner. Greg Popovich. Mm. Greg. He's on the thumbnail. There you go, Greg. He's right in the middle, getting hugged by DeJounte Murray. Uh, he picked up his record-breaking 1,000th 
336th victory when the Spurs rallied to beat the Jazz 104-102 on Friday night. I botched it on Friday, guys. Yeah. I botched it. And you guys didn't say anything. Well, I so, and here's what I bought. <laughs> I was giving you the seven games to watch this NBA weekend, 25 in total. I think I did a pretty good job. A lot of the games I told you to watch they were pretty damn good. But I said, well, Pop, you got to watch the Saturday night game, yeah. Spurs Pacers. He's going to set the record. That's when it's going to happen. And I had totally forgot or just like glossed over that they had a game on the Friday night against the Jazz. Now, I probably would have thought the Jazz would win the game, being the better team, but I didn't even notice it. I didn't even, I didn't even see it. And sure enough, they come back, they rally. Mm. But you just let me sit here and talk like an idiot <laughs> and not say anything. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're playing the long game there. Uh, yeah. No, look, uh, it was a Friday night game, you know. So that's why it's easy to overlook, you know. You don't do it on a Friday night pop show. Because how do they lose to the Pacers the next night? They beat the Jazz. Yeah, well, yeah. That's a real uh, Minnesota Timberwolves situation right. here. But uh, it was great. And Pop uh, spoke afterwards. And as always, you know, he's saying it's all on the team and yep. the franchise. This is not a an city. individual award. Yes. Yep. This is a, this is a, a, our award, our franchise award. So I'm glad I, I love it. that the Spurs players, though, especially this young Spurs roster, I think it's the youngest team he's ever had, that, like, they wouldn't allow him just to be like, yeah. leave the court. They did, like... They, they like uh, patiently waited for him to sort of like uh, I guess hug with Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder Rudy yeah. Gay came over. You know there was hugs with Murray, and then I guess it was Pirtle sort yeah. of leading the way, feeling good with that game he created. Uh, <laughs> that like just got the whole team to mob him, and it was good. It was it was perfect because you could tell Pop was loving it, but also sort of hating it. Yeah, yeah. And I I just perfect. I thought it was fantastic there, just sort of jumping around. And they dumped the water on him. Stuff yeah, like that. yeah. You sometimes get a bit worried. Like he's an old man. Like don't go too hard on him, right? There, uh, young guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right. No, he got it. Great for him. I'm glad he got it done. Yeah. I wasn't worried about his bones, really. <laughs> if they tackled him, yeah, but he stood upright and uh, he got to the locker room in five seconds or so. But it was funny. It was very funny. It was perfect pop. Yeah, exactly. His 26th season. And then the question is now with him is like, he's got the record now. Correct me if I'm wrong, when Don Nelson got the record from Lenny Wilkins, I believe, yeah. he, oh, he coached like two more two more games at the I think end. So, yeah. and then he was done he was like I got it see you <laughs> yeah. later you know yeah, will he, Pop do that at the end of the yeah. season I mean according to Mark Stein who, who's Texas based or yep. yeah he was he still is actually um, he thinks he's going to come back for another season wow so we'll see okay yeah um, anything to add to Pop's uh, record breaking win there on Friday night not Saturday like this yeah, dummy said Friday watch a jazz game on a Friday that's a we've <laughs> talked about that before like the jazz they would go they would win like their 18th game on a Friday yeah. but we were not gonna watch it sorry that's just how it is uh but great hugs from Pirtle I'd never seen that guy be so excited he was so, yeah, he was going in uh yeah that's a great question about Greg because you know in the past we thought maybe Tim Duncan will be the guy that finally takes right. over for Greg Popovich he is no longer a Spurs assistant Becky Hammond also in the mix to take over she is now going to be coaching the aces so kind of feels like greg's going to stick around for a little bit longer here i think so um can anybody catch greg popovich when it comes to wins well spolstra maybe because he's yeah, young because he's young and the heat are just always pretty good mm-hmm. so he's been there must have been what 15 years already though spolstra so it's been <sighs> doc rivers he's at a thousand wins plus already yeah, but he's, but he's like, 60 yeah he's 300 and something behind him which would be when you think about it at least six fifty win seasons. Is he still got wow. that in him? Yeah, like, you put it that way. Uh, don't know. I, don't I mean, know. you coach another decade. If he coaches another decade, he's got him beaten Harden now. Yeah, yeah. I know, but he's just. I just wonder if he can. If they don't win, then Doc's on the hot seat. You know, he's had some playoff failures in the past, so maybe. How's yeah. Steve looking? Steve Kerr. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, yeah. Check Steve. I think I mean, he's got a chance at a run. His percentage must be. Uh, 
probably the best of guys who have okay. coached. How many just wins? like his three-point percent. Yeah. <laughs> How many wins <laughs> right do you think Steve Kerr has? Uh, seven, eight seasons. He won six. Yeah, that's the thing. He hasn't coached that long. Yeah. That's yeah. the one thing. He's probably won 570. He's won 422 games. Oh. But at a good short, clip. A couple of short seasons. Good, good oh, clip. Yeah, yeah true, true. Yeah. So anyway, Pop's probably going to be holding on to this one for a long time. Yeah. Doc, like you said, Spolstra, a bit of a... I mean, he's got, you just got to coach for <laughs> just three coach decades. for a long time. Yeah. yeah, you got to coach from the 90s to the 2020s. Maybe Steve Kerr takes over for Greg Popovich. Think wow. about it. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, final one. I want to slip this in here. Uh, on the day that Kevin Garnett saw his number five get raised to the rafters, he officially buried his beef with Ray Allen. Yeah. Nice mm. little moment there. KG singling out um, Ray during the ceremony. It's good to see Ray Allen here, he said. Real shit. It's good to see you, man. You next, dog. That's KG. And then Allen got up from his seat, went over, and, uh, you know, hugged it out with him. And there was Paul Pierce. Yeah. Let me get down this side. Yeah, right there. We have the three of them bear hugging as the crowd uh, erupted. So, you know, this this has been a long time coming. Yeah. This is these, two, these two guys, Ray Allen and, and uh, KG specifically, Garnett was never happy with uh, yeah. Ray Allen leaving, going That's to Miami right. to win another championship. Yeah, uh, KG swearing like a sailor off the top. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> just letting it <laughs> fly. Uh, but then if I'm Ray Allen and if they do retire his jersey, I say, Paul Pierce, don't come. Because when Paul Pierce got his <laughs> retired, they lost to Cleveland. And when KG gets his retired, they lose to the Mavericks. Right. So, I mean, I guess Ray Allen doesn't care about the Celtics anymore. <laughs> but if you're the Celtics, you're like, just don't tell Paul Pierce we do it. Also, Paul Pierce, you know, that moment between Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett was like, okay, that's the reunion. He comes running yeah. out. Like, yeah, I get think your flowers, man. The man <laughs> hug. Yeah, come on. I wonder if Pierce instigated him coming, Ray coming, and so he jumped in said i made this happen here we go hug it out i'm guessing well they all met in cleveland yeah. at the uh and they had top 75 there, anniversary yeah. and i guess that's where ray allen and kg sort of hashed it out a little yeah bit. i think ray has said that him and pierce are okay but it was yeah. obviously the the beef with kevin garnett that was keeping him away so for kg to kind of open him uh to open his arms to ray allen was really cool to see them actually you know squash the beef for because that was an iconic team during the early 2000s it is weird, though, that Kevin Garnett has his jersey retired by the Celtics before the Wolves. The guy is a Celtic, I do think. He's the best player ever for the Timberwolves. We remember him as a Celtic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He only played six seasons mm-hmm. with Boston, but, you know, five all-star selections, you know, a lot of all-defensive, won the defensive player of the year, won the title. He did all this stuff. Well, and that's right. Game. What do you remember from Minnesota? The last three seasons there, he didn't even make the playoffs. And yeah. I know he, went, he made the Western Conference Finals, his MVP, but it was kind of like, that's basically it. There's yeah, yeah. a lot of downtime there in minnesota man it's crazy seeing all those numbers on those yeah. uh those banners i guess you want to call them like they got three of them full now yeah <laughs> after uh garnett yeah. was added to the 34 there beside pierce yeah is ray allen like a lock to get his number retired there i mean it's a short stint yeah but yeah, I, I wouldn't think so but yeah and because he left as well i wonder if there's any uh bitterness there from the organization about it because he went to miami of all places mm-hmm. good anyway. branding on the evening though the number five with kg's you know, silhouette in front of it. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I, I love the moment with Ray. But as soon as he started talking about Ray, Ray came in for the hug. I, I wanted some KG, like, talking about Ray and then the split and all that. I thought we were going to mm. get that, but Ray said, screw that. I'm just coming in right. for a hug, man. Let's just hug it out. Let's just do it, which was obviously a very nice moment and unexpected for me. Uh, yeah, so everybody's cool. That's great. Buried are, in the hatch. Are you a fan of the jersey retirement after the game? How, have we've seen more and more teams do 
really let it breathe instead of like trying to do it at halftime of a game? I think Dirks was at halftime, wasn't it, recently? I think. I'm pretty sure that was. Or was it after sure? the game? I don't, I I don't thought remember. it was. I know the Spurs have done ones after, for yeah. sure. I, I guess because it can be so long. Oh, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they want it. But yeah, you just want it after a win, don't you? Because what if some of those fans yeah. are heading for the exit? I guess this was a close enough oh, game yeah, that people yeah. are like, let's stick around because we've got KG. But uh, I guess it is better to do it afterwards, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was long. Yeah, <laughs> That's oh, the yeah. thing. Uh, any other winners that you guys want to slip in there? Um, you know, Duran obviously popping off. Yeah, on that's Sunday. what I was going to say. Two tiny ones. Uh, yeah. LeBron had 50 in a W <laughs> against the Wizards, and then him and Westbrook immediately started sniping at each other in the postgame press conference. Pretty hilarious. But LeBron does now have a chance to lead the league in scoring and be the oldest scoring champion in NBA history. He's second behind uh, Joel Embiid right now, but it's like, you know, yeah. barely oh, like yeah. p- tenths of it's a one point at this point. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, KD uh, season high 53 against the Knicks. Telling Evan Fournier he's got a tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why he's going to get top five votes. Because, like, oh, yeah. when Kevin Durant's healthy, he's maybe still the best player in the league. He's just missed a lot of time the past three seasons. So every time you get him, it's like, huh, there's another MVP performance from him. So we'll see how small yeah. his votes are this uh, year. Well, I thought it was a good weekend for that list that we were brainstorming yeah. on Friday. The tweet of uh, how many guys will get a top five MVP vote. LeBron, obviously, you know, yep. I think it's very likely he could. I know we were sort of contemplating that one. KD, that's a that's a no-brainer. I would say, I feel like, I don't feel as confident about Jimmy Butler for some reason getting it, even if they're finished first in the East. Yeah. Because they're not going to be like, like 10 games clear right. of the next team. I, I just And he's just missing too much time. He's missing, missing a lot of time right now. And, and they've got player, really but... good players on that team that yeah. sort of make you not miss him too much. Right. I mean, Bam's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hero's, Tyler Hero's I mean, he's winning likely. an award. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I don't think so. I think Jimmy's going to miss out. Uh, anyone else? No? Okay, well, let's take a first break. we got lots more still to talk about. When we come back, we'll get two losers of the NBA weekend. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Are you a running belt guy? Where's your water well, bottle I, being see, holstered? Well, see, this is this is interesting. I don't usually run with anything mm. outside of maybe like my phone in a pocket with uh, obviously headphones to listen to something. But I had 17 miles to do on Sunday. I decided let's get the dog out there for a couple miles. Man's so I had the, have so the a dog. man's got to have a dog. So I did four miles with Luna, and so I had the belt because mm. she's like uh, obviously roped into the belt or linked into the belt. And then when I dropped her back off at home, and then I'm going out to do 13, I was like, I'm going to keep this. 
Okay. And it's got the little water there. Oh. Okay. I had my liquid IV in it. Right now, a lot of the, uh, well, especially, I mean, we're just getting over COVID and all that, too. I don't really want to be drinking from a water fountain uh, just quite yet. Uh, but a lot of them are shut off, too, in the in the mm-hmm. uh, winter here in Atlanta. So you sort of got to travel with water or at least stop and buy some if you're going to do those long runs. I thought you were going to say when you dropped off Luna at home that maybe you had a station set up, like like running <laughs> station just in front. Nora's out there <laughs> passing me a bottle. Cause, yeah, Because there's, there's those people I see running with the water bottle that's strapped to well, their that, hand. Yeah, Jared Dent does that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not that bad. I, I bet it's not that you got to get used to it a little bit. I don't, it just I don't really, like It looks really weird. Yeah. It, it's every stride. There's a water bottle <laughs> on the hand. Uh, it just looks strange anyway. All right. Let's get to losers of the NBA weekend. Tess, get us started. Who you got? Well, the Sixers only played one game this weekend, uh, but it was the first since getting mashed by the Nets on Thursday night. And they won. They beat the Magic, mm-hmm. um, but it was just. a barely a win. Yeah, it was an overtime win, uh, but it didn't look good. It did not feel good at all, and I think you got to be worried a little bit about James Harden. Two games in a row, um, not blasting by his defender by any means. I know you don't think of James Harden going by his defender, but he he's looked a little indecisive and slow two games in a row. And uh, the Magic found out, like, let's just guard this guy one-on-one. And uh, he struggled. Uh, if you double him, he's going to pick you apart with the pass. He's, he's too good. But they're playing him one-on-one at times. He's 5 of 19 from the field. He got to the line to get his points. He had 15 free throws. But uh, you can say, eh, he didn't care to play the Magic. They've got the Nuggets tonight, Jokic versus Embiid. M- maybe on a back-to-back, he was fine. But you know, I-, I definitely got a little bit worried. It- as far as the Sixers go, you... You got a team that has championship aspirations. And when you got destroyed, dismantled by the Nets, you expect them to bounce back. And that's what championship teams do. Now, am I upset that he partied with Lil Baby and Travis Scott after the Brooklyn Nets loss on Thursday night? No. No, I'm not particularly upset that he went and partied, (laughs) even though the entire state of Pennsylvania pissed. We got destroyed, and he's out there, you know, at flashbacks of Houston, where he used to party. But I, I do... Worried that there are some similarities to his his old stops because it's not necessarily about the partying, but uh, there's Bleacher Report reports that uh, he didn't didn't take his hamstring rehab seriously last season. And okay, so he's out in the club uh, and and he didn't jump back into uh, you know a, like a, a dominant win. And so that's the worrisome part: is he getting the most out of his body? Um, when he's not blown by guys at 32.5 years of age. Yeah, I'm adding the .5 and what a loser I am. <laughs> Anyways, uh, combined with not going through, like not coming through in a pressure pack situation, which is uh, a historical thing with James Harden, yeah. right? And the playoffs, there's a lot on his shoulders as the primary ball handler in Philadelphia. More so than last year with the Nets with Kevin Durant. More so even before that with Westbrook. More so even before that with with Chris Paul. It's all on him. He is going to handle the ball every single possession. And so he should be trying to get the most out of his body. And that hamstring injury was a worry a month ago when he was dealt because that uh, everybody said, well, of course he's going to bounce back. His hamstring's going to be healthy. Yeah, he did bounce back, but still, it's lingering. Uh, it's lingering from last year. And, and if he's not putting everything into the game... This, uh, the sprint up the stairs after a, a, a win does not count as putting everything into the game. I, I'm, I'm not sure if he's rehabbing and doing everything he can. So some worries there. Some, you know, some some flashbacks to the past. And maybe they don't have great lineups around. Maybe they don't have enough shooting around him. I mean, Matisse Thibel does not look 
like he can hit a shot. And maybe Danny Green comes in for him when he's injured to get some more shooting around him. And they signed DeAndre Jordan. I'm not sure why DeAndre Jordan does not have a lot left when you see him in those backup minutes to Joel Embiid. Will that matter in the playoffs? I don't know. But Embiid spent the last uh, two games trying to draw fouls. Uh, against the Nets and against the Magic, not really trying to score. Uh, It sucks because he had to play OT when they had the Nuggets tonight when we're watching, we're going to be watching Embiid versus Jokic. But Embiid, 9 for 28 from the field uh, against the Magic, got to the line though, 17 free throws. Uh, and and I just think that's sort of emblematic of them being off. If Embiid's not, you know, playing to his MVP self, I, I thought he got a pass against the Nets because he was the one guy at least trying to force his will upon the game. But now two games in a row doesn't seem right in Philadelphia to me. So that that's the worrisome thing going into Monday night. Anything to add? Uh, James Harden just doesn't seem to be like, all right, I'm going to show these guys. It's almost like, yeah, he just didn't put in against the Nets and he just didn't look like he was super motivated yesterday either. He hit some shots. But if Cole Anthony hits that bomb at the end, Cole Anthony would have been a winner this morning for hitting four threes in yeah. overtime, having a great <laughs> couple of wins. Uh, unfortunately, came up short. But you, you have to just worry about James Harden's like motivation to prove anybody wrong. He seems more just sort of like that. This is me. This is what you get with me. Sometimes I'm awesome. Sometimes I just don't seem to look like I really care out there. He was settling for shots yesterday. And yeah, he's got some questions to answer. And those, I think those Sixers fans will turn on him pretty quickly if they don't see (laughs) more effort. (laughs) Well, more like just a a desperation effort, which you just don't get a lot of from him. After the Nets game, Harden said, this was great for us to get our ass kicked. It's going to be a really... A wake-up call for right. us. It's their first loss. Him playing with the <laughs> yeah. beat. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because uh, he w- he missed the Miami game, I suppose. Right. Um, yeah. But it didn't look like he had woken up for this one at all. I'm t- totally with you. So to me, tonight's game is kind of. I mean, it was already going to be a big game from an MVP standpoint, but you also. I'm going to be watching Harden in this right. one, even though it's going to be Embiid versus Jokic. Like, Harden needs to have a good game here or else the honeymoon period is over. And like Lee's saying, we're going from getting psyched to boo Ben Simmons on Thursday <laughs> to wanting to boo James Harden again on Thursday. So let's see an impressive performance. Go out there and try and shut somebody up. This guy is a former MVP, and the Sixers can look incredible when he's playing his best. But... You know, we're not fooled by a guy running up the stairs after a game that you won by 30 points. We want to see you score 30 with 15 assists in a game that matters. Yeah, so the Sixers do escape with the win there against the Magic, so they are now back uh, to second spot in the Eastern Conference mm. standings. Uh, I bring that up because, you know, last week I was telling everybody, yeah, keep your eye on Philly. I think they're going to try and drop a little bit so they would avoid any chance of playing Kevin Durant and uh, Brooklyn in a in a 2-7 matchup if you believe Brooklyn's going to you know, ultimately win the play-in tournament basically to get the seven seed, which I think is, is, is possible. But, you know, I guess the Raptors chasing the, the Cavs there, trying to get out of the play-in into mm-hmm. the actual playoffs, throws a bit of a wrench maybe into Philly's plan. Um, but I think we're going to see... Now what's fascinating is, like, how badly does Embiid want the MVP? But I think we could see some rest for Embiid. Who knows with even Harden sort of down the last... The, the, the home stretch here from Doc Rivers. I think he even alluded to that, if I, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So, And I think they'll want to. I think they'd rather be 3, 4, 5, uh, something like that. Anything to avoid playing Brooklyn in again <laughs> in a 2-7. But then, you know, you're the third seed and you're playing the Raptors. I think they think they would still beat them, but I don't think it's easy Mm-mm. at all. Uh, so we'll see. A lot to figure out here. But I think they're going to get some rest. But again, I say that not really knowing how Embiid feels about, like, 
desperately wanting an MVP. Oh, I, one of his narratives this whole yeah. season is this is the healthiest I've ever been. This yeah. is the most games yeah. I've played. Like he played 21 straight games at one point, and that was an accomplishment. And that was being touted yeah. like, look at this MVP case. The guy's finally True. healthy. So to rest him down the stretch when you've got Jokic putting up massive numbers, you've got Giannis putting up massive numbers, it feels like every single night. Well, that's that's how you lose the MVP when it's that close. Yeah. He's missing a couple of games right at the end. Uh, Trey, who do you have for loser of the NBA weekend? You did your games to watch over the weekend on Friday's show. It came up that the Cavs had a pretty tough schedule in Miami on Friday, in Chicago on Saturday. Both good teams, both of whom uh, the Cavs are looking up at in the standings. Unfortunately for them, two losses on the weekend. So my loser of the weekend, Cleveland Cavaliers. Friday's loss was because they couldn't slow Miami down inside. 58-46 to for Miami and points in the paint. They also won the rebounding battle. The star was Bam Adebayo, 30 points, 17 rebounds. Post-game, he said, it felt like everybody had 30 tonight. (laughs) That's not what you want to hear if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers. On Saturday, Alex Caruso came back for the Bulls. There's a minor winner of the weekend. He helped harass the Cavs into 14 turnovers, which turned into 21 points for Chicago. I thought Cleveland looked really tired in this one. They only scored 91 points in the loss, went 5 of 24 from 3. That was after going 8 of 25 against Miami. And to me, this all comes back to them missing Jared Allen right now. Obviously, he helps with the interior defense and rebounding, but he helps with turnovers and three-pointers as well because he really collapses the defense. He's such a good role guy. He's a better lob threat right now uh, than Evan Mobley is. So when everybody's kind of focusing on the Garland and Allen pick and roll, there's wide-open three-point shooters outside. But things look tough for Garland right now. It was 13 for 41 this weekend. Not great from the field. Also had 13 turnovers. You don't want to have as many turnovers as made shots. Cleveland now has lost 8 of 11. You couple that with the Raptors winning both over the weekend. Cleveland now has a one-game lead for the sixth seed, and dropping into the play-in would absolutely suck. This is their best season since LeBron was in town. This is their best season since before was LeBron was in town, and they might end up playing the Nets in the (laughs) play-in, a game that they have, or a team that they have, like, a ton of history against who people would be picking the Nets to beat the Cavs in a one-game scenario. You lose that one, then they're playing in a win-or-go-home game. And it could be their season is over just like that. They've picked up way too many injuries here uh, throughout the course of the season. They're really starting to show it, too, with uh, uh, Rubio's out, Sexton is out. Even Rondo is now going to be out. So it's all on Darius Garland. He doesn't have his running mate alongside him and Jared Allen. So... Mobley's been all right, but he just hasn't had quite the same impact that Allen and Mobley have. So Mm -hmm. good luck to the Cavs because all they need is four wins in the final 16 games to finish with a winning record. It'll be the first time a Cavs team finishes over 500 without LeBron since 97-98. Wow. Terrell Brandon days? Uh, I don't even think they had Terrell Brandon then. You want to name any of their top five leading scorers? Sean Kemp. Number one is Sean Kemp. God, I can't even think wow. who was on that team. You got a retired Bo- number. Bobby Sura still there? Brad, Bobby Sura was there, number eight. No, he's not there. Uh, no. A retired number. A retired number. He's probably... Ilgauskas? There, oh, there you there. go, number wow. three, Ilgauskas. And two, four, and five. All of their names end in son. That's pretty weird. <laughs> That's weird now that I'm looking at it. Wow. 
Wesley oh. Purr, oh, yeah. Son, okay. Derek Ander, Son. and Cedric Hender. Wow. Son. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's so been a while. just win four more games, honestly. Yeah. Just win four more games. Oh, well, to spin this, like, them sort of maybe falling into the play-in and the Raps maybe getting in there, and then, like, we were talking about, like, with the first or second seed, I've heard a lot of chatter on some podcasts and also seeing it online. Do you think, especially now with the play-in tasks, that if you're the first or second seed or maybe you even want to extend it to one, two, and three, that you should be able to pick your opponent? Because people are saying, Classic. this is sort of suck here for, like, potentially, you know, the Heat or whoever's in the second seed, be it the Sixers or Bucks. Like, you, you could be, <laughs> you do all of that to get one of the best seeds, and then you could get the Nets in the first round. That seems unfair in a way. So, like, yeah, some people are saying, like, what about the option of just, like, you get to, hey, you're the first, second seed or whatever. You get to pick who you want. Pick I know your opponent. Tom Zilla's big on that. Yeah. What um, do you think? I'm, I'm prepared to give it a shot. Why not? Yeah. You know, because... Whenever a coach is asked about who you might face in the round, that you know, it doesn't matter to us. We're just going to worry about internally about who us, who, who we're playing and how well we are prepared. But absolutely, there are certain teams you look at and just go, we just don't want to face sure. Kevin Durant. We'll take basically anybody else in that bottom half. Even if, the, say, the Celtics were to drop down, let's say, to six, you would take them over having to face Kevin Durant in that first round. So I think they should try something like that. Why not? What do you think? Traditionalists? <laughs> Didn't the WNBA try this? Yeah, they do. Uh, yes. Or they did. I they can't did. remember. I'm not sure if they, they still do it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They've had some different formats yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The play-in tournament kind of complicates things a little bit. But So when do they make the choice? After the tournament's done? I guess it would have to be, yeah. <laughs> Once you decide who all the teams are actually in the playoffs. Put it on TV like Zilla says as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's... Well, gives us content to talk about. Oh, yeah. how could they have picked them? <laughs> Why wouldn't you pick them? And all yeah. that. It's just like more like... Again, somebody's going to be the second seed in the East, and it's very likely all of that work they put in to win, you know, 45 to 50 games, whatever they end up with, here you go, here's Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. It's like, if you gave them the option of, like, who do you want to play, they might pick, oh, give me the Cleveland Cavaliers, give me the Raps, give me whatever. Yeah. That's, like, what you're, like, that's the reward for being the first or second And seed. I guess you, uh, you incentivize teams getting to the, the one seed. Yeah, and it's funny. You got incentivized teams to get to the once. You got incentivized teams to get into the play-in tournament yep. because you could easily be incentivized to tank. You got incentivized teams to do anything these days. Uh, that's just uh, old man yelling at clouds there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I see it. I definitely see the the desire. I don't know which way I fall. Mm. Wouldn't it make the first round even worse? Because you're, I mean, theoretically, uh, the top seeds are going to pick who they match up best against, who they're going to be able to beat the easiest, meaning we're robbed of, you know, a Nets versus Sixers first round series, which would be super competitive. It's like you're kind of stacking the deck to make it easy. We get enough blowouts in yeah, the first round. I guess, bullet and board I guess the counter yeah. is, yeah, like, how oh, dare you pick yeah. our team? Uh, we are going to yeah. play 10 times harder now, if yeah. you believe in yeah, that. You yeah. might get some more uh, douchebag sweeps, I would think. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, they come out, take that first yep. game, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we picked you for a reason. Yeah. We're much better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just, and, this, and this year, as people always say, you want you know the best teams at least in the conference finals because we don't get them in the finals at times. Sometimes the finals are the conference finals. In this instance, the Brooklyn Nets would get deeper into the playoffs so we'd see them a little bit later i guess you know instead of facing a, a one seed seeing the you know whatever i mean are they the two best teams but seeing the better teams face off early see them face off later I yeah suppose, anyway let's argument. hear from the stream team with that are you a fan of uh, yeah definitely ziller's been sort of uh, championing this idea there's many other people saying yeah give the teams that actually go out of their way to have the best record in their conference a chance to pick who they want to play that's like uh, a bit of the advantage but some people don't like it lee who do you have for loser of the weekend so uh 
the Lakers lost last night to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, by a lot. A ton. A ton. <laughs> um, and before the game, Anthony Davis is getting close to return. He's been out for about a month here. And he was asked if uh, you know his injury last season was the reason why the Lakers lost to the Suns. Yeah. And he said, it was. I think we know that. I think they know that. I just feel like they just got away with one. Uh, if you still did worst of the week, Tassie, I would be nominating Anthony Davis because how can the guy who's injured, again, sit there and be like, ah, oh, yeah, we would have been... When I'm playing, we're awesome. In the, in the games he played against the Suns last year and he only played five minutes in one of them, the Lakers were two and three. So even when he was playing, they were trailing against the team that went to the finals. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't... I just saw this as really like, and I get there's like, you know, this is the bravado and you want to get in the right. other guy's heads and all that. But for a guy who's seemingly always injured, he's never played 82 games. You know, he's he's going to be on track to play somewhere between maybe 40 to 43 or something this season, depending on when he comes back and how many games he plays. He can't be sitting there and saying, yeah, if I wasn't injured, we would. you're always injured. That's the problem. <laughs> you are always injured. So you should have been a little bit more, you know, shown a little bit more respect and just said, no, man, they beat us fair and square. Doesn't Injuries happen to every team. We've got to go out there and get one back. We feel confident we can beat them. You can say something like that. But to say they only won because I got injured. I think it's the part where he says, I think they know that. Yeah. He probably it's went just... a little too far. <laughs> it's fine for him to say, hey, if I'm playing, we beat them. Okay, you're yeah. right. You're an NBA player. Of course you're going to think that. You're an elite NBA yeah. player. But maybe they don't think that. No, because but it's just, it's just a, it's just. So why is he being asked about this? He's not even playing in last night. Very weird. Because they're playing Phoenix. But remember, well, when, yeah, yeah, but remember he's as not well, even playing. He's won one championship in the bubble, and that Miami Heat team were missing some of their players for the finals. You know. Yeah. Well, here's so, what I need to know now. They got their ass handed to them last night. Has yeah. anybody called up Anthony Davis today and say, "Hey, if you were playing last night, yeah, would you, you would have, have won? Overcome well, that. The Suns know they would have lost, yeah, right? I yeah. mean. And no, so it's just, it's just it's just annoying when you look at the Lakers right now. They're having a bad season, and he's sitting there out again, you know. And maybe he comes back, and maybe he doesn't. And he's like, "Yeah, we would have beaten them. You wouldn't have." And Chris Paul got injured too in that series. Right. Let's not forget. So, yeah, just like just shut up, get healthy, and get on the floor. Man. You're just <laughs> never on the floor. That's the problem. He played 37 games, I think, last season. He's played 30, 36 this season. And again, there's there's what 10, 15 to go. He's probably not coming back for at least another week or so. Just get on the court and stay on the court. Let your basketball do the talk. Didn't Vogel, when asked about Anthony Davis returning, said, uh, is he going to come back in the regular season? He said, 100% maybe. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I, I didn't see the clip. Maybe he was saying it with a smile on his face. I would hope so, but that's, I, I just it, but... I just read it. 100% maybe. <laughs> I like that. Also, worst of the weekend nominee, Frank Vogel calling LeBron LJ. Don't like it. Mm-hmm. And number one. Are you trying to trying to put him up over Michael Jordan if you're going LJMJ? Don't like it. Don't like it whatsoever. Um, I thought watching that game that the Suns could get to 100 points by half, yeah. which I think has never been done. I assume well, it has been, been done. Phoenix oh. did it back in 1990, thanks to Espo who tweeted oh, that out. Did he? Nice. Yeah, Suns follower there because because uh, they, they were on pace. They were yeah, against the Nuggets. They were 107 points at halftime of a game. What did they in finish 19, with? They, didn't get to... they got 170, oh, okay. and they beat them by 30. So mm. yeah. And you've seen, the, you saw the clip, I guess, of uh, LeBron lollygagging out there yeah, that was going around from this happens. game. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does happen. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I've I've forgotten about this nickname from Empty Giddy and the Stream Team. LOL, Anthony Day to Davis. Yeah. That's funny. 
That's a good one. I like that. It was a simple nickname. It is a tough look to say that if I wasn't injured, we would have won when you're injured. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. But honestly, to the Suns' credit, they literally laughed it off. Like, Booker's like, yeah, I heard it. I'm just laughing because it's funny. This was going to happen anyways, us beating your ass by 40 points. Lakers can only win a game right now if LeBron scores 50 or more points. Yeah. 2-0 since the All-Star break when he scores 50 or 56. 0-6 <laughs> when he doesn't score 50 points. Wow. Anthony Davis, get on the court. LeBron needs your help, buddy. And they have a very tough schedule the rest of the way. Toughest. It's not easy. It's not. There's going to be a lot of L's. Let me give a loser of the weekend to the Washington Wizards. Hmm. The Zards lost two games this weekend to some of the worst teams uh, in the league. Uh, They lost to the Lakers uh, on Friday night, 122 to 109. LeBron with the 50 burger, like Trey said. They followed that up, the Wizards did on Saturday, losing 127 to 118. To the Portland Trailblazers, who played the following guys, <coughs> excuse me, 35 plus minutes. Josh Hart, okay. Player. Drew Eubanks, <laughs> CJ Ellaby, Trenton, Trendon, excuse me, Watford, one of your favorite names. Great name. And Brandon Williams. Do you know who that is? I've seen B-dub. the name. You've seen the name. Be dope. What school yeah. did he go to? What, what do you know uh, about him? I think him? it was USC. Nope. No. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. But he's in there playing 35 plus minutes. My point is, the Blazers are basically trying to tank. They're giving these guys just opportunity. That's fine. And they still kick the snot so out of the So shouldn't they be the losers then for winning? Well, this is the funny part. You could say Washington <laughs> might be a winner because of all the losing because they're three games back in the play-in. Mm. They're probably done. You said the, the Hawks are feeling pretty good. I think the Hornets are feeling good. That Washington is not going to put this together. I think it's sort of over. And that might be for the best when it comes to their chances to get a, a good lottery pick. You know, Tankathon, I think, has them at... They're, they're low. They're like something like 10th or 11th here. They're uh, 12th, excuse me. But, you know, there's a couple teams ahead of them. I say ahead of them in the uh, tankathon terms um, that, you know, they could catch in terms of losing a lot. And maybe they lean into that. Pick is theirs. It ain't going anywhere. So I guess, yeah, this was a good weekend. You convinced me for the Washington. <laughs> but they're, they're out of the play, I think, yeah. at this point. Losing those games to those teams, pretty rough. Yep, I mean, they were leading against the Lakers there, and we were sort of like thinking maybe if the Lakers lose this, then is that rock bottom. But they uh, they pull out the win and then right. get spanked by the uh, Suns there. So, yeah, weird stuff out in uh, out in uh, California. Well, I guess Oregon as well, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, on the West, the West Coast. Coast. Yeah. Weird things going on the West Coast. Yeah. Jo- other- Josh Hart, 44 points in yeah. that game. I know, game. I know. Ooh, <laughs> uh, felt oh, good to get, watch Get that. ready to see some insane box cars oh, yeah, over the maybe. next couple weeks here in terms of players' individual performances and just maybe even game results. Uh, any other losers of the NBA weekend that you wanted to slip in here? Can I get your take on Kyrie being allowed to sit courtside at the game obviously cannot yeah. play for the Brooklyn Nets still because of the uh, vaccination mandate what, what do you well the, the what rule you is weird and, and people trying to make him a yeah. martyr of some that's sort that's the problem I mean, here he's not a victim he could be playing any right. game this season right. he could have been playing the entire season so for him to sit there and be like change the rules Eric Adams you can't change it for one person it, it looks completely stupid that a guy can sit on the bench yeah. without a mask but he can't play in the game both That's, can be true though yeah, yeah um, but this is not like let's feel sorry for Kyrie get vaccinated and you can play tomorrow and Kevin Durant as well he said afterwards Eric Adams is looking for attention LeBron tweeted free Kyrie what the hell don't they understand it's Kyrie's fault that he's not playing get the vaccination and he could have been playing all season long right Right. I don't get that. And, you know, it's it, it's right now, it's like 
if Kyrie wants to play in the playoffs, he can play if he wants, but he may not be able to play. If they have to go to Toronto, he won't be able to play. And if any games in New York, as it stands right now, he won't be able to play. If I'm Kevin Durant, I don't be calling out the mayor. I say to Kyrie, Kyrie, we need you. Go and get vaccinated. If you really want to be a part of this team, show it and go and get vaccinated. They're just trying to put the pressure on the mayor to change this. Exactly. And, that's and then they're, they're illustrating how silly it does appear. Of the course. optics of like, why can he sit courtside? Yeah. But, you know, why can't he play in the game? Yeah. yeah. It's was it's, a crazy scene Yeah, when you think about it. It feels like it's going to be a big story until something changes. And it feels like the Nets will probably continue to do stuff like this with Kyrie basically sitting behind the bench yep. and then going into the locker room uh, with the team to talk things over. Lee is obviously completely right. If he got vaccinated, he would be playing right now and we wouldn't have to go through... Uh, the ridiculousness of him just showing up to prove the point that it's a ridiculous rule that he can't play because I mean it, it's this it's very weird but like Lee said it this would not even be an issue yeah anything to add nope <laughs> <laughs> let's take our final break when we come back we got a funny uh, tweet of the night because of an incident that happened on the weekend we got our pick and results we'll make our new picks tonight so don't go anywhere looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events we've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So when you're writing an email to all your mates back in Australia, yeah. does Grammarly say, why are you adding a Y to everything? <laughs> Don't do that. No. 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 I, think, I think it's sort of learnt my, oh, my it's style, like, my cadence almost. You know, they're like, okay, this, is, this works for this email. Right. Yeah. This guy's, uh, your score is 85% Australian or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I wonder if they could add an accent sort of like uh, count or something like Maybe. that in there. Oh, yeah. Definitely they could. Remember they had that New York Times thing where like you would click on what words you use, like what local words you use and it would right. pinpoint what area of the country you grew up learning to talk in. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet they could do something similar. You got Grammarly hooked up on your, uh, your tweets, Lee? Yes. What do you think you got for a tone on this one? <laughs> <laughs> really good article on what made Shane Warren such a force in the cricket world. Mm. Oh, that's direct to the point. Yeah. <laughs> Informative. Yeah. This is an article you might want to read. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciative. Sounds like you're happy to have read uh, it. Yes. <laughs> Grammar's good. Like he's Grammar's got, good. You got a period yep. on the end? Like I've, does have a period. Uh, and good. I believe I had a comma by Faraz too, my friend <laughs> yep, Faraz, yep. who wrote this uh, from Toronto. A fantastic article. Fantastic oh, okay. cricket uh, reporter, Faraz. <laughs> really did a great job covering Shane Warne. We, we lost Shane Warne uh, a couple of weeks ago. An yeah. Australian, 
an Australian legend. Right. It really was. And uh, it was a pretty tough one here just before the show. We had it on yep. Friday. Yeah. You yeah. took that hard. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, was sudden and shocking. Um, and a lot of people have made the sort of Kobe comparison, you know, because of, of how they played the game. And, and it, it, it's, it's accurate. Yeah. Kobe Bryant was an incredible athlete, incredible star, you know, one of those lot of big draw people. And Shane Warne was the same in the cricket world. Like, everyone wanted to see Shane Warne. He was, he right. was fantastic like that. But the big difference here is that Kobe was a workaholic and a gym rat, so disciplined with everything he did and what he ate and drunk. Shane Warne was the opposite of that. <laughs> Shane Warne <laughs> bit more basically, of a basically smoked <laughs> cigarettes his entire career, you know, ate junk food, drunk beer, and, and look, a big part of that, I think, is what led to his early heart attack sure, at his age. Sure. But it's just, I think, that's the big difference here between, you know, Shane Warne and Kobe. Shane Warne felt like just this guy who was like, I'm just playing on sort of instinct rather than like meticulously taking care of my body. And yeah. he was so incredibly good at it. And uh, and people fall in love with those type of oh, athletes. Of like course. John Daly. John Daly like, is yeah. another comparison because it, like, like Shane Warne, I mean... He had he smoked cigarettes, you know, in, in, in the nineties and two thousands and was still regarded as the best bowler of all time. And <laughs> he wasn't uh, smoking while he was bowling. No, but like you know, in a Could five you day game. Do that? You're in a playing five, cricket, you're outside. In, in a five day game, which you know, one format of cricket is, apparently after the game you'd have a beer and a smoke and you know, it's like how can you still perform at such a high level right. like that? And uh It's all and, in the wrist. <laughs> yeah, and he was uh he was incredible and it was um terribly, terribly sad there yeah. for uh for Australia and for Shane's family there, his uh, children, so Summer Brooks. So you tweeted out this uh, article. From yeah, your yeah, Faraz. Okay. Uh, Faraz has covered cricket. I know Faraz from Toronto and uh, he knows his cricket. Uh, maybe almost better than me too. Oh, <laughs> just a little joke there. Faraz knows more about cricket than anybody in the world. In okay. fact, he and I and Matt Austin. This is a little just to bring it back full circle. All right, the three of us went and is, uh, interviewed Wasim Akram one time in uh, in Toronto. Me, Faraz, and Matt Austin. <laughs> why, why was Matt there? <laughs> because it was in the off season. And, uh, and I needed someone to shoot an interview. And, and so I called Matt and said, hey, can you shoot it? And Matt came along and shot the interview with Wasim Akram, <laughs> me and Faraz. What's his name? Faraz. No, not Faraz. Oh. The other guy. You're in it. Wasim Akram. Wasim Akram. Wasim Akram. Wasim. Wasim. Yeah. Akram. Yeah. Yeah. Wasim is in the glasses <laughs> and Akram oh, man. was looking up on the show. Man, he, he's, uh, he's an incredible... Uh, cricket, I think. Okay, I believe yeah. <laughs> Very important. Right. Well, good ad read. Thanks, Grammarly, by the way. <laughs> Let's go to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Lee, you got it. Yes, I do. You and, can't uh, pick your own. Telling people to uh, <laughs> go check out this cricket article. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, now this tweet, like, like Skitty, I, I, I technically have to give you credit for it. I had it in my chamber, but <laughs> you put it through, and I'm like, now I you look don't like have to do that. Yeah, but now I look like I'm just taking his, even though I had it ready. But it comes from uh, Thunder Film Room. We're all making the show together. Man. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, like I've got all weekend, and I'm like, oh my god, he's put the one in that I've, that I've got there. Anyway, Thunder Film Room tweeted this one out uh, <laughs> last night because it came from the Thunder Grizzlies game. And it was getting postponed because if you look on the court there, That's amazing. it looks like there's all the players from the same team out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, they're both wearing white. So uh, the Grizzlies had to go back and get changed. I mean, what a what a weekend whoopsie that would have been <laughs> oh, back in the day. Matt I mean, Austin licking his exactly. chops with this one. I mean, we might have had Wedgie of the Year in this show. We might have had Whoopsie of the Year. Oh, uh, one show. of the Dunk of the Year candidates. Yeah, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Brown. I mean, 
this is like, we may as well start the starties. Let's just do this, run the starties back. But uh, I want to know when Matt listens to the show, will, would he have put this in contention for Whoopsie of the Year? Because how, uh, how do they get to no. the point where it's a tip and they don't realise? <laughs> back to Matt there. You know, like uh, you would think someone would have been like, hey, we're wearing white. They look like they've got their whites <laughs> as well. You know? Instead, it's like strip off and everyone gets onto the court. And even then, it's not like people weren't on the sidelines going, hey, like they're ready for the tip crazy they should have played the game that would have been hilarious <laughs> would we have set like the all-time record for turnovers maybe, think, in a game? maybe. question yeah. yeah there was a great video of Shea Gilgis Alexander doing exactly that just so embarrassed and you can read his lips we're in white we're in white very very funny clip but then yeah there's two people who are you know the administrative people for the teams meeting at midcourt they're all checking going, their notes yeah, who, who screwed up here check our locker well, I, vision I, I, app I, yeah I think uh, people were tweeting at us because we were tweeting this last night or retweeting it um I think the Grizzlies in the locker room vision thing, whatever you call it, they were supposed to be wearing their darks. So was it their fault? And then they were the ones who had to go back yeah. and change yes. into their darks. Yeah. Uh, good tweet by Michael Grange on this when he said, you know, with all the jerseys that teams have, they have like eight, ten yeah. jerseys. It's more surprising that they weren't out there both in teal or azure or cyan. Uh, funny, funny. It was. Uh, it is reminiscent a little bit of them all showing up. Uh, you know, the pickup run where yeah. uh, somebody wasn't told or they forgot to pack their white and their dark shirts. Yeah. That's a you know that's a pickup run rule at least in our run. Mm. Uh, so there was that, and then I retweeted it with like, hold on, didn't this happen last year in OKC? And it sort of did. You guys might remember. It was the Hawks and the Thunder, oh, the and they were yeah. wearing similar colors yeah. in the bright orange Ooh, of yeah. the Thunder and the you know pretty vibrant uh, red color of the Hawks there. And it was like they played a half though, yeah. And then they switched. Who because, changed? Uh, I can't remember in that instance who changed. <laughs> I don't remember. I, th- I think it's actually a little weird that the Grizzlies had to change. Yeah, they're playing in Oklahoma. Like you would think they have their full wardrobes there, just. Hop in the back, throw on yeah. your blues, throw on your oranges. What may, what may come? <laughs> if only quick or change performed. Quick change, yeah. Quick, they could have yeah, stepped yeah, in yeah, the thing with quick change. Yeah. 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 You think they could play a game wearing all white uniforms? Like, would players be fine with it, or would we have these crazy turnovers? Because you do play I, in a lot of pickup runs where it's like, yeah, you, you know, we're wearing whatever shirt yeah. we have on, and we're all in the same team. You just got to remember. They yeah. absolutely yeah. could play. And I don't think it would change much nah. outside of maybe yeah, an odd pass gets kicked to the corner, and you know, yeah. it's like, whoops, that's not my guy. The yeah. scorekeeper might. Get screwed up. Oh, oh yeah. that's Big a time. good, great Big point. Time. Good call. Yeah. Um, and you said when he asks, when Matt Austin watches or listens to this later, would he have made it uh, one of the whoopsies of the year? You you said I instantly say no. no. So what, what's your reasoning? Oh, no, he's, he's a producer. He wants juicy stuff. You know, I don't think there's enough <laughs> yeah, vision. I, I, the Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'm sure we'd get his clip and we'd caption it. You know, some yep. overlays. Yep. We're in white. They're in white. <laughs> what am I to do? But I don't think there's enough. You know, enough visually. If they had played the first half and it was, you know, yakety sex basketball, oh. Oh, then yeah. that's yeah, a whoopsie yeah, of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. But mm, I'm with you, Tess. Yeah, not it, enough. It makes the whoopsie uh, weekend pack. I don't think it makes the nomination at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, we, we'll have to wait and see what Matt says. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's going to prefer a ball to the face yeah. of some, you know, yeah. woman third row and her glasses go flying <laughs> off. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, any old ladies get hit in the face this year. <laughs> Yeah, like we'll have like technical malfunctions in the game, like a shot clock won't work. Should we put that in yeah, the whoopsie? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not. It's not great. Teams in white on OKC's floor. 
That's what happened. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, pick them results from Friday night. Hornets-Pelicans game. Uh, New Orleans was favorite at home by one and a half points when we were picking this thing. I know that line was changing. Tass took the Pels, mm-hmm. and everybody took the Hornets. Everybody else took the Hornets. A uh, big part of it because we had learned, or some of us knew that C.J. McCollum was not going to be playing. Tass didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that. So, um... <laughs> That's a win for me. That's a win for Trey. That's a win for Lee. And Tass uh, taking one of his rare L's here in the month of March. Tass six and three. I'm five and four. You guys are uh, tied at four and five here. So uh, some big games here as we hit the basically the midway point of March. Tonight, we're going to Philadelphia. They are at home to the Denver Nuggets. A battle for the MVP Embiid versus Jokic. Now the line is already dancing around. Oh. When we looked at it, the Sixers were favored by two and a half at home. It's gone down to one and a half. Oh, oh. Uh, I guess some uh, some Denver betters out there mm. seeing what the Sixers look like against the Magic. But uh, a couple of us still believe in the Sixers. I think this, uh, this thing is, I'm looking at is incorrect, yeah, but that's so. okay. <laughs> I should have fact-checked that. There's uh, a couple of us are on the Nuggets, myself, and somebody Trey, else. Trey, I believe. Because yeah, Lee and I are taking the Philly, Sixers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. the graphic, don't worry about that graphic. Yeah. It's me Splits and Lee fell. taking the Sixers fell. to cover, and it's Trey and uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> Trey, Trey starting this show with his mic backward. And then bring that, show bring that up again real quick, JD. It's time to check my happened. work here. Yeah, yeah. So check my work here. All right. Tass chimes in, 7.20 a.m., Den at Phil. Minus 2.5. Instant Den. Well. Well, that's that's where we botched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By we, I meant we. Okay, next message from J.E. Skeets, Philadelphia. Go, go. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so you just got me a shot. <laughs> All right, Trey Kirby, 742, Denver. Got it. Lee Ellis, 76ers, 751. Got it. Records are correct. <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, look, look, I'm surprised. It was dark this morning when we were Oh, exactly. Really I hate six, that It was Bad really stuff. 620 in the morning when it came through. So, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you do share the image afterwards. I know. I know. Nobody, JD and yeah. the, five, the other four of no. us didn't say a thing. Nah. Just, I, I did look at it because sometimes I will like fact check it and I looked at it and I saw the split and I was like, well, I know that's <laughs> yep. right. So, okay, we're good. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, Monday morning here. Is this going to yeah. be the whoopsie of the year? Maybe the mic, the mic, the mic snafu yeah. might be. That was pretty cool. Uh, I'm changing it up. <laughs> cool. Remix. Uh, so, yeah, tonight, big game. Jokic and Bede uh, going head-to-head. First time they've met since 2019, back in December wow. 2019. I know. Crazy. Just been weird because of injuries and stuff like that and, and rest. Uh, and Bede owns a 4-1 to head-to-head record in their little personal series when they play. I expect him to be playing, but I'm not 100% that Embiid plays tonight. Whoa. Second night of a back-to-back. That guy wants MVP. I know. You go out and play tonight. I just, uh, I I expect him will, but. Okay. Uh, Excited for that one. Some other good ones on. (laughs) I sort of thought, I sort of thought he might have rested last night. That was Tim Will. Yeah, I just, I just wanted, he looked a little. Hold on, he's 100% maybe to play tonight. 100% maybe, yeah. (laughs) He just looked a little uh, heavy towards the end of the game there last night, the way he was moving around. And and the Sixers, obviously MVP and the the scoring title and all those things, but health is still their optimum uh, here. So anyway, we'll see. I hope you drunk some liquid IV and got (laughs) back on. We'll be watching tonight. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it live at 10 a.m. Eastern here in the Classic Factory. Make sure you like and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at No Dunks Inc. And get yourself that athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks for a dollar a month up to six months for new subscribers. 
What, uh, you got something funny there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel I, like there's always great comments coming in later. Well, I was just looking at, no, I was looking at our Slack. Our Slack, it's hot. It's our, hot right Our now. Slack is hot right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was from uh, an hour and 27 minutes ago. Trey put in a good line about a hammer. <laughs> uh, oh, good thing I told. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, well, I, I can't. I cannot wait to wrap up this show and fire up my Slack to see this great comment <laughs> yeah. from uh, TK. But until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, this is hammock related. In my life, uh, my wife bought a hammock. That's a chair. A chair hammock. Because it's like a soft material, but you, your legs are dangling like it's a chair. So my quote is, a hammock is for lying down. It's not for a chair. We took it back immediately. Wow. Yes. Right back to Costco. <laughs> what are you doing? It's just a soft chair. It's literally a camping chair. But they but call it a hammock? Yeah, because you can lean back, but then you oh, got to lean a, forward. That's a chair. Uh, it's, it's, you know... <laughs> You does can it, sort of lie down. Does it hang? Oh, wait, well, can does you it, lie down? But you can't. You can't put your feet up. Does it hang? Yeah, it hangs on. So it has the the, the sort of the metal poles, but on the ground, yeah. you can lean back, but you can't lie back <laughs> because your chair, your hand, your you got some danglers. Hammocks are overrated anyway. Wow. Oh, yeah. take it back. <laughs> Never as comfortable take it back. as they look. <laughs> Wow. You're, you're sort of in there, and you, you know, you you're, can, you can, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. taking back that Costco or that comment to Costco <laughs> right now. Embrace the day, people. <laughs>